funny as I look back, almost 40, of things I can remember and things I can't. I, for people that know me, I notoriously have a bad memory when it comes to um, a lot of things. <clears throat> Not great with dates, that's for sure. But it's Christmas, 1993. My grandfather gets myself, my brother, uh, a black Gibson Epiphone acoustic electric guitar, the big, huge amp, um, half stack. Um, not really designed for the acoustic guitar, but uh, it came in very valuable later on. Uh, he got my little cousin, who was a lot younger, a black electric harmony guitar. Um, <laughs> I, he was so much younger, he didn't have a whole lot of interest in it, so I cabbaged on that first opportunity I got. Um, I goofed around with the guitar. I really wanted to be able to play the guitar. just didn't really happen, but I continued to goof around with it, just mess around and um, things of that nature. It's a really loud ding, uh, and you're going to hear that in the audio, and there's nothing I can do about it. So by January of 94, I'm goofing around with the guitar. The music's becoming more and more uh, of a... Music had always, or had been for a long time, a, a big part of my life, but my, my taste in music, things are changing, things are shifting. Um, I had a buddy who, who played guitar and uh, tried to get him to show me stuff, and I'd goof around with it some, but minimal at best. Um, my freshman year, um, almost the end of my freshman year, you're going in, I believe that's 96, 97, uh, be 97, you know, my music taste is changing, I'm, I'm into all this different type of music, and I'm into this desire to play in a band, I want to be in a band, so bad, my, my buddy Eric is, you know, he's playing guitar, he's played for a while, you know, he's tried to show me some stuff, and we're going into, uh, like, this phase of music is everything, which, he had always been a lot better educated in music than me, that's to say, like, his exposure to really good music, you know, back in the day, he was kind of person I went to if I wanted to know about something musically, because his uncle had just always, you know, and his mom, like a lot of people in his family were big in, into music, like they just liked music, and so he just kind of had this exposure that I didn't have. Um, I've still got friends like that today. His cousin's one of those friends like that today. I, you know, she'll mention a band to me, and I'm like, you know, I'll I'll check it out just based on her recommendation, because she's... I trust her taste in music, and she's knowledgeable when it comes to music. But he gets in a band, and uh, he's playing guitar in a band. And this is an established band. They've, uh, you know, like a local band. They they've played together before. You know, they've been together before. They play a um, like a house party, and he he tells me about it, and you know he's he's had this great time, you know, and it's. It's kind of like they caught us right as we were transitioning out of 
this rock phase. And that's not to say we didn't like this music. It's to say that if you'd caught us a year earlier, um, you know, this would have been the perfect band for us. But he's he's got into this band that's, you know, basically, let's play every Leonard Skinner and Pink Floyd song written. It's basically what he's got into. And, um, you know, it's a cover band, not writing a ton of original music. Um, but nevertheless, he's getting to play in a band. And I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. He plays for a while. Then they come up, and they need a bass player. He comes up to my house after practice one night, middle of the week, and he's like, Hey, um, we need a bass player. I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know nobody. <laughs> he's like, I mean, I told him that you'd play. I was like, cool. I was like, I've never touched a bass, you know, other than just goofing around. Like, I don't, I'm, I don't want to be inaccurate. I may have actually never touched a bass up to that point. I know I didn't own one, most definitely. I'd never played one extensively. I'd never been taught anything. I may have never even touched one up to that point. But he had told these guys that I could play bass so we could be in a band together. Because he knew how bad I wanted to be in a band. So, I thought about this long and hard because... I remember the excitement of being in the band. I remember all this. but And I remember we went to my dad's that weekend. Um, my mom and dad were divorced and I had weekends here and there. But we were at my dad's that weekend. And he brought his guitar. And my dad had an old acoustic that was laying around. Uh, it wasn't the acoustic that I owned. This was just an old acoustic that he'd had laying around. I think he'd tried to learn to play guitar once and... I basically learned some bass lines uh, to some Rage Against the Machine songs. Even though it's not what those guys were playing on the guitar. Because we had done this before. We had sat down and, and he had learned some guitar parts to Rage songs. And, and I had I had, um, I had learned some of the, tried to learn some of the bass parts on a guitar though. Um, and trying to learn about ear something I've never been good at and just can't really do. Now... What it got us into wanting to be in a band is this new style of music and these these new bands. Um, it just it seemed like something we could do, and we'd seen some local bands play, and that had really and and a guy from a local band had showed us some stuff, and that really got us wanting to play. Well, my dad goes to the flea market, buys me a cheap bass, so I've got my bass. I've learned. A couple little riffs here, and I don't know chords, which I don't really know chords now. Like as far as I can play something, and, and you know, I know where a G is, but like some chords, like I don't, I don't know how to explain. Like I don't know what's called what I'm playing. I don't know. I just never, never got into that end of it. Probably should have. But here I am with my super cheap um, bass, playing through this big amp that my grandfather had bought with my acoustic, which worked out great. Like, this thing is massive. It, I don't even really know how to explain it. I've been around musical equipment on and off for most of my life. We ended up using it as a PA speaker. It's this huge 15-inch speaker in this 4-foot high cabinet. Well, 3.5-foot, 4-foot high cabinet. 
with a huge horn, two holes, and then I've got this power amp that powers it. And it worked great for the bass. And like I said, we eventually used it for PA. I don't know what its original intentions were for it or purpose was for it. You know, fuzzy little carpet, gray carpet on the outside, like a speaker box I could go in the back of your car. But I, I loved, I, I was loud, I liked it. It's all I needed. So I go to this first practice. Here I am, man. I've, I've got my bass. You know, Eric's got his gold, pewter-colored-looking gold PV Mystic. I remember when he got that guitar. And uh, the, the 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 lead guitar player and the lead singer, the guy who, you know, this this is his band. He's he's had this band for a really long time. His name's Josh, and I don't remember exactly what he was playing at the time. Um, it was a Strat, if I'm not mistaken. I believe a red one. I want to say he had a PV Wolfgang. I know he had a PV Wolfgang, uh, but I don't know if that's what he was playing at that time. It's one of the two. It's was, it was a Wolfgang or a Strat. He had tons of guitars. Uh, he was a really good musician, a really good guitar player, and you know he obviously knew his stuff. And um, we, we've we've got this guy. Uh, on the drums named Bob and and Bob's a good dude you know I, I, I'm digging Bob you know like Bob and 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 so here we are you know we're I'm, I'm in my first band and we're, we're gonna jam and play a little bit of a, a song and I'm gonna learn as we go and I realize as everybody's tuning up I don't know how to tune I've never tuned a guitar or a bass by ear. I used a tuner. Mostly back then, in those days, I had somebody else tune it. still can't tune by ear. It's just not something I can do. I don't have an ear for music as much as I love it and try to play all the time. I just don't. I don't have an ear for music. So, I'm having to stand over here and hit my strings, and Eric is tuning my bass for me off of his guitar. We did that. He did that for... Um, the first, I would say, seven, eight months we played together, uh, you know, he eventually I bought a tuner, but uh, he, he would he would tune it, you know, as I, as we played. Um, I remember that first practice. I remember being extremely nervous, extremely nervous. I remember Josh's dad was in another room of the house, came in and just politely and quietly, once we quit playing, said, the bass is out of tune, uh, you know, he, he could tell I was out of tune from another room, you know, the, the, you know I can't even tune my bass, and this guy can tell from another room, so, like, I, I was very new, but I really liked these people, and I'd, I'd had a, ended up having a class with, with Josh at school, and, you know, me and Eric had been friends since kin, before kindergarten, um, and I'm just meeting this Bob guy, and I really like him. His name's actual name is Brian Hall. I don't know where Bob came up from, but this Josh guy's dad, name was Brian Hall. It's the same name, so I don't know if that's why they... I don't know. It's come up with the dude's name's Bob. So, I'm meeting Bob, meet Eric. Everything's good. We play for a while. Um, I get kicked out of the band. Understandably, it wasn't very good. Eric got kicked out too. 
uh, we were probably pushing too much to write our own music and play heavier stuff, and, and so we were replaced. We came back to the to the band, new drummer, me, Eric, Josh, and the new drummer's name is Matt, I believe. Played there for a while. While I was gone, a dude named Will played bass. A guy named Will Smith. Not getting jiggy with it, Will Smith. It's a different Will Smith. Uh, but Will plays bass. I don't know. He quits, whatever. I come back. There's this talk that Will may sing for us. So... Will starts to sing a little bit. It's fuzzy there. I'm out for a while. So I end up probably my junior year. No, uh, this is 98 going into to, to 99. Been playing for a while. I've got a better bass, better bass amp. Um, I'm focused on learning things. You know, I'm... Uh, I'm sitting down, you know, going through the, the, the Rage Against the Machine catalog every night and the Corn catalog and, and the Deftones, trying to learn these songs. And me and my buddy Eric are still playing together every chance we get, like goofing around, but we don't have a band. And we're like, hey, you know, let's let's do this. Let's get a band together. Let's actually play. So come up with myself and Eric and we need a drummer you know I mean we do bass and guitar but we need a drummer and we think there's a dude named Bob Bob can't do it so we go through a couple of other drummers I think we went through three two or three I can remember two uh, but it feels like there was a third guy there Things work, they kind of don't work, whatever we're going through. We're like, man, we need a second guitar. Well, there's this dude we'd met when we got to high school. He we went to a different grade school, but we met him when we got to high school. He's a cool dude. We both really liked hanging out with him. Super fun to be around. He's into some of the same stuff, into a little bit of different music. He's more of a classic rock guy. And um, I'm like, hey, so that's this Bruce dude. <clears throat> so we got this dude named Bruce Box. I'm like, a, you know, play guitar for us. Bruce comes in, and, and it's us and Bruce and this other drummer. Um, things yeah, don't really work out. But now the the big thing is, you know, we, we need a singer. And we had a friend that was going to sing, but he didn't really ever, like, want to sing. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he was nervous to do it or what the deal was, but he ended up working turntables and and we tried to incorporate that in and it was really fun while we had it but he kind of got out of that and wasn't doing that so here we are we, we've got no singer drummers hit or miss and you know we'd heard will sing and we'd heard will sing the type of music we like and we'd heard him sing the type of stuff that we were stuck playing in these other bands when it comes to singing the type of stuff we liked Will was hands down the only person, in our opinion, within a hundred miles of us that could even do it. Like, actually sing that style of music. So we hit Will up, and Will says yes. He comes in, finally, 
Bob comes around. He's like, yeah, I can drive. So here we go. We're set. It's me, Eric, Bob, Will, and uh, Bruce. We play. You know, we write some songs. We we, we have a great time, you know. Um, and we enjoy ourselves. And we video every single, either Bruce or myself video every single practice. I video every time we hang out at Eric's house. I video every time we play for a bunch of people at a small little house party in in the basement of Eric's house. Bruce has got all these cassette tapes, and I've got all the mini cassettes that go in the camcorder, you know, like we or, or VHS. I'm sorry, and we we've got all these recordings and all this archived. You know, we we have this is our experience. In this band. And from the first band Eric and I was in, there is some video apparently that exists, but I've, n- I've never got to see it. Um, we play throughout 99 into 2000, and, you know, nothing compares to being married and have a fa- having a family. But when you take that aside, just on a personal level, things that don't involve my, my, my kids... That's the greatest time of my life, other than being a father. Was in that band at that time with those guys. You know, and it didn't work out. Will Will went on to play with a different band. Um, a band that was doing more shows than we were able to do at the time. And that was ready for those shows. Um, I was probably a weak link in our band. And our ability to practice and and. and Actually, get time was getting limited, and we couldn't always be there. Everybody wasn't always around. So a lot of factors contributed to that. But Will was our friend. Like, there may have been some, were kids. There may have been some ill Will, but I actually went with Will and, and jammed with the new band the first night he did. And I just couldn't imagine not playing in a band at that time, and I say this at that time, with Eric, you know, and I look now, I can't imagine not playing in a band with Bruce. Bruce and I went on many years later into the early 2000s. And he, myself, and a guy named Tyler Ramey started a band. And, I mean, there were other members in and out of that band. Brian Hall, a, a different Brian Hall, a singer, he was in it. A guy named Craig. Like We, we had different members in and out. But that was the core of that group, and and I always like I'm I'm the same way with that group. Like I want to go back and play with those guys every day. I want to go play with Tyler and Bruce every day, and I want to be able to go back and play with, you know, Bruce and and Bob and Eric and Will. You know that would that would be great. You know I would find a way to get Tyler in there because you know that's that core group of people I want to play music with. You sat through this whole long story. And you assume this podcast, I guess, is about music. And about being in bands and things of that nature. But it's really not. That's the backstory to a different podcast. That's the backstory to where I'm at now. Life's fun. People. People complain a lot. There's like, I can think of so many negatives in life, but life's fun. And my kids are fun. 
Well, being married is fun. I know the the funny joke is to talk about the ball and chain, do all these, but it's fun. I mean, life, life. There's there's negatives. There's things that bring you down in life, but life is fun, especially if you make it fun. And that part of life, being in that band, was fun. And people are valuable. Of course, your kids are valuable, and your spouse is valuable, and your family's valuable. Other people can be, your friends can be some of the most valuable things you have. The only problem in life is most of the time at 18, 19, you can't put a value on people. You don't understand it yet. And by the time you can, that value is either grown, diminished, or those people aren't there any longer. You know, Bruce and, and Tyler probably get sick and tired of me constantly sending messages like, hey, let's get together and jam. It's really hard. Tyler drives cross country. Bruce doesn't live around anymore. He's almost two hours away, I think. So, it's hard. It's almost impossible. But I do it. I continually do it and aggravate him because I want to I want to hang out. I want to jam. Like, that would mean a lot to me. That would... Because I really want to jam with Eric and, and Bob and, and Bruce and and Will. But like I said, Bruce lives a long way away and, and Bob lives a really long way away. You know, and I, I want to sit down like I did in 7th and 8th grade and play guitar with my best friend and learn a song with him, man. And, and but I can't do that. See, Eric and Will are gone. Will was gone before I even knew it. Like, it was really quick after we we were done playing within a couple years. And Eric was many, many years after that. But we weren't as close, and we didn't get to do as much together in that time. We'd see each other, and it felt good every time we did. But we didn't get to jam and everything, and probably six or seven months before he passed away. It was one of the few times I'd talked to him in a long time. And it was so short and so quick. But he had got a new guitar, and he had done showed me the new guitar a while back. And, and you know, we had talked about the new guitar, but he had, he had started playing some of the older stuff we'd played for so long. And he was like, you know... I know it's hard, it's hard to get time, but we need to get together and jam. And that was one time he said that, and I was like, yeah. Neither one of us followed up on that. And then before you know it, he's gone. So it's not a podcast about playing music. It's a podcast about the value of people. That's so trivial, that's so dumb, this little band you've got in high school. And for years I thought, man, I'd kill to go back to those days because that, being in a band is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. But it, it wasn't that being in a band was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. It's that those people were great things that happened to me. It was those people that I missed. And if you can't identify with that, say you played basketball. And it was that high school team that you played with. 
or football or baseball. Or say you had four or five friends that you got together with every chance you got and watch movies or whatever it may be. Because see, when it when it comes to, to watching, you know, I'll, I'll see wrestling on TV or, or you know, I'll, uh, I'll be watching a certain movie and, and I'll think back to my buddy Lance and I'll be like, man, we, you know, Lance is, is still living, you know, but that that's good times. Like it's, it's not just isolated to this group of people. The thing is, in this group, you know, Eric, Bruce, Will, Bob, and myself, a group of five people, two's already gone. You know, and one of those is a level of friendship that I'd never had my whole life until him. And, you know, I didn't value enough while I had him. You know, all those hours of footage of us just hanging out at, at Eric's house and us playing music and I tried to make a video the other day and thank God we, Bruce had you know an hour hours worth of unusable tape like I mean it's how we recorded we recorded trying to just record the music and, and go back and listen to it later so the lights are out and you know there's probably a couple people hanging out there watching us play, and so we've got the black lights on and the lights out, and you can't see anything, and you can't hear anything because it was one night that Bruce had a bad angle, and the amps were feeding straight back, and you can hear hardly nothing. And, you know, that's all we've got. We've got that little... And even, you know, when I played with Bruce and, and and Tyler, like I I would record it on a four track audio, an old four track recorder I used to have. I'd record all the practices and I, I've I've lost those. And you know it I can't replace that can't get that back that time that experience those people were invaluable i'd love to have those things to hang on to and it's 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 hard like to look back and not have because i don't have a great memory and i look at now the way society is like Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has... I, I, there's, there's so many downsides to things if you sit and look for the negatives. But there are a lot of positives to anything if you look hard enough for the positive. And that's one thing that, that I do enjoy about now. Like, it took me until I was probably early 30s before I realized, man, pictures are some of the most valuable commodities you can have, and videos and things like that, and I didn't save them, and I lost them, and I misplaced them, and I was irresponsible with them, you know, so stupid of me, but it's over, and it's done, but, you know, I've got all these videos, my son has a YouTube channel, and I go back and look at all these videos he and I made together. And, you know, myself and my mother-in-law took a lot of 
pictures of my daughter because you know she was born before all this. You know she's she's 21, he's eight or nine now. So you know there's a difference there, but we have all these pictures of her growing up, and and we have you know video of her and. You know, Facebook. I have so many pictures and videos on Facebook that that's the only place they exist now, unfortunately, for some of them. And I don't know, you know, I can't get them back. Same way with YouTube. But at least it's there. I can go back and look at these things and and have these things. And, you know, I always joked, thank God we didn't have social media when we were 16 because I would have been in probably a lot of trouble and so would all my friends. But... If I could have had the ability to store and hold on to the memories that I can store and hold on to now, I'd take it in a heartbeat, hands down, any day of the week. Because you never know. You never know who's not going to be there, but you also don't know the value of a picture or the value of a video, or the value of an old set list written on a piece of paper of songs you were going to play at a show, you know, in the order you were going to play them in, and the little names you had for songs that weren't completely done yet. And You don't know the value of that, what the feeling you'll get from seeing something like that and touching something like that. It's odd. It is. And... You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. There's a reason why everybody always says, I wish I'd known then what I know now. Because you learn. If you don't learn with life, then you're going to have a long life. And it's probably not going to be very productive, very fun, or very enjoyable. But most people learn and grow and get better as they go. And I hope that I have. I know I've learned the value of memories. And that's what this podcast is about. And it may be a long, convoluted way to get there. And hopefully, hopefully you made it to this point, and you got to this point, and you appreciate the value of the memories. They mean a lot to me. And, you know, you'll never remember this story about this little band in eastern Kentucky that didn't matter. But I always will. But maybe it'll trigger something in you to remember something that that means that much to you. Maybe it'll give you the drive to reach out to a friend that you've not seen in a long time or not talked to in a long time. And maybe it'll get you to go through those photo albums and those home videos and, and find those valuable things. You know... Anybody that listens to this actually knows me or those people that I mentioned. I know there's a lot of video out there of us. I know there's a lot of pictures of those people and those people playing music, even if it's not with me. Get a hold of me. I would love to have copies of that stuff. I would love to physically... be able to to touch something like that again and to see that again my podcast has done really good and people are listening it's not uh it's not going to be on itunes top 10 anytime soon um probably not on the top 5,000. but enough people are listening that it makes me feel good and um there's enough listens that it warrants me doing them 
and I enjoy them, and I hope you enjoy them. And you know, if if there's a comment or anything, I've talked to a lot of people. Mug has, uh, you know who you are. I talk to you often, and I, I enjoy that. Uh, you you've really reached out a lot. Uh, Brad has has reached out. The Charles, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know you personally, but um, it, it's it's been great, you know, getting to communicate you communicate with you. And um, if anybody else wants to reach out, reach out to me. Um, the email, the easiest email to reach me at for the show is authorjperk at gmail.com. Um, Facebook is Author J. Perkins. Uh, I, I don't really get on there a ton, but uh, you can eventually get me through Messenger usually if um, if you leave something, you know, uh, through Messenger, I'll eventually find it. Twitter, I believe, is at jperk, J-P-E-R-K, 213. Uh, Instagram, I believe, is author underscore J Perkins. YouTube is J Perkins. And I'm on a new app called Minds. Um, it's supposed to be completely and totally censorship-free. Uh, is my understanding. I'm just trying it out. Uh, there I'm at at jperk213. So, reach out, communicate with me, and like I said, I hope this wasn't a long, boring way to get to uh, a pretty standard point, but uh, it was important to me. You guys have a great day.